Hey, this is Pastor Hubbard. I'm the pastor of Connecting Fellowship and welcome to Life on the Ship. Thank you for joining us. I pray this sermonic discussion inspires you and empowers you to connect with the true and living God. Enjoy the message. Now come on and grab your Bibles. Turn with me to Psalms 24, the 24th number of the Psalms. I want to lift up verses 1 and 2 for the basis of our discussion today. Psalm 24, verse 1 and verse 2. When you're there, say amen. The word of God simply says these words, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Did you get that? I got to read it one more time because it felt good to me. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That's it. You can be seated. That's enough. The earth is the Lord's and everything. Somebody say everything. Lord have mercy. The world and all who live in it. For these past few weeks, we have been talking about the ableness of God. And over these past few weeks, we have asked, in a very real sense, basic questions about God's ableness. We began by pointing out where God is able. We've talked about when God is able. We've talked about how God is able. And today I want you to see why God is able. Are y'all in here? The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. Who created the cosmos? Who made the earth? Who created us? These are, my brothers and sisters, in a very real sense, essential questions to discovering the awesomeness of God. But these queries are necessary in enabling us to see who God is and to experience his power. And I want to suggest that the one who created is also the one who owns. Are y'all in here? 
The very word creator is a title attributed to those who begin a work starting from nothing and concluding with a masterpiece. The Bible in the opening chapter says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, which means that where we live now is derived from the hands of a master creator. Are y'all in here? The Bible says that all he did was in the beginning, he stepped out onto nothing. And he said, let there be. And whatever he spoke came into existence. I said a master creator created everything. God spoke and light came skipping across the sky. God spoke and fish gathered in the oceans. I said God spoke and plants and trees flourished on dry land. Out of nothing, somebody say nothing. Everything came into existence. Then God in his crowning creation scooped up some clay, (laughs) shaped it into a man. And the Bible says that he blew into his nostrils and man became a living soul. All I'm trying to get you to see is that the one who creates is the one who can claim ownership. This Psalms 24 focuses entirely upon the creative work, witness, and work of God. This text opens with a grand elaboration of God's creative claims, and it commands our attention. The text is empirical evidence that God is still wonderfully and powerfully in control of what he created and owns. From the start, this passage opens with the basic claim of God's ownership. Can't you see it in the text? The earth is the Lord's. And if you don't mind, let me walk around in this text. Let me unpack this Psalm of King David. Let me share what I see about the awesomeness and ableness of God. And we can go to Papa's. We can can go to Papacito's. We can go ahead and go to Papa Do's or whatever makes you happy. But you need to know, first of all, that the bank is not in control. The government is not in control. The military is not in control. But I want to argue like a prosecuting attorney that God is the controlling entity because the text describes the greatness and majesty of God by claiming his divine ownership. God, somebody say God. God is the master of everything. Would you say that with me? God is the master of everything. Would you say that with me one more time? God is the master of everything. You got to say it like you mean it. Somebody say God is the master of everything. Yes, I know it seems like the world is progressively getting worse. And the church is impotent and ineffective to deal with the brokenness of our world. But I believe with all of my heart that God is still the answer. 
I got to say it one more time. I said I believe that God is still the answer. God is still the answer, the solution to mankind's pains. God is still the solution to mankind's problems and predicaments. God is the answer because the earth is the Lord's. I said it's the Lord's. It does not matter what the what your national or world financial bank sheet says. God owns it all. My brothers and sisters, the problem is some people have no awareness of his divine ownership. They have no consciousness of the hope, the joy, and the victory of being in partnership with God. But what is objectively and substantially real does not require a human mind to be aware of it, a human heart to appreciate it, and a human eye to see it. God still owns it all. His ownership has been established. His ownership cannot be challenged. His ownership cannot be contested or contradicted. The Bible says he owns it all. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. The Bible says every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills is mine. I know every bird uh, uh, of the mountains and everything that moves in the field is mine. Somebody holler mine. He says if I were hungry, I would not tell you. The world is mine. Somebody say mine. And all it contains. Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad that God owns it all? Oh, but some people think that God is weak. But I want you to know that God is not weak. God is not inadequate. God is not lacking in resources or capacity. God is not limited in space and time. He is infinite and almighty. He got the whole world in his hands. That's why the hymn writer through the bear took his pen and he wrote, Guide me, O thy great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak. Somebody say, I'm weak. But thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hands. God can provide for you. God can protect you because he owns it all. He's the master of everything. Uh, today, today is the day for you to declare like David, the earth is the Lord's. His ableness is available. His ableness is accessible. And his ableness is assuring. Somebody say he's the master of everything. You, see, that's why you can't tell me you can't make it. Because God is able. Don't tell me we don't have the resources, strength, and capacity to accomplish great things for God. Because God is able. God is able to do whatever we need him to do. Whatever we need, God can supply. Can I get at least one witness here? I said, whatever we need, our God can do it because the earth is the Lord's. You ought to leave here and tell your uh, concerns, tell your situations, teach your children the earth is the Lord's. I know somebody's in here today trying to figure out how they're going to make ends meet. Somebody's trying to figure out how they're going to pay bills, how they're going to pay, uh, buy groceries, how they're going to purchase eggs and gasoline. And while you are trying to figure it out, somebody know what I'm talking about. God has already worked it out. 
The songwriter put it this way. You can't hurry God. You just have to wait. Trust and give him time no matter how long it takes. He's a God you cannot hurry. You don't have to worry. He may not come when you want it. But he's always on time. Somebody shout on time. Holler at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's on time. Oh, you may have been defined by your actions, limited by your gender, confined by your condition, but you need to tell your concerns, tell your conditions, and tell your situation. That's over now because I serve a God who is able. Somebody to shout with a loud voice, able. He's able, I tell you, able because we are the object of his love, vehicle of God's will, manifestation of his desire, and the vindication of his righteousness. God is able. I know that I preach to a sophisticated and educated crowd, but what I love about God is he can meet genuine and legitimate needs because he can look, Reggie, beyond our portfolio. He can look beyond our dossier. He can look beyond your credit report and meet needs because it all belongs to him. Will somebody just shout, the earth is the Lord's? Uh, Is there anybody who can testify that God can open doors that no man can shut? Is there anybody who can testify that God can make ways out of no ways? Is there anybody who will stand and be a witness and declare that I know what God can do? I know because he did it for me. Do I have any he did it for me people in the house? Do I have any he did it for me people in the house? Then open up your mouth and say, I know what God can do. The earth, the terra firma, (laughs) belongs to him. With God, with God, with God, do you not realize that all things are possible. And it doesn't matter what you don't have. It doesn't matter what you lack. It doesn't matter who you know. What matters is who you know. And I know somebody. I said, I know somebody who's able. He's able because he owns it all. The earth is the Lord's. God wants us to be dependent on him. Do you not realize that? I remember when I graduated high school, I had a few options after graduation. One was to go to college. One was to get a job. The other was to go to the military. And I chose all three because I knew uh, that I didn't know all that I needed to know to live in this life. I knew that uh, I needed a little bit more education. I knew that I liked nice things, and that required money and resources, so I got a job. And and I wasn't wired to sit around and and be slothful, so I couldn't wait uh, uh, until school started, so I joined the military. Uh, But today, we're raising a different generation. We're raising boys who who don't like to work, but they like to eat. Mm. Oh, y'all ain't going to say amen. I say we're raising boys who won't work, but they like to eat. And the Bible says that if a man won't work, then he ought not eat. I said the Bible says... That if a man won't work, then he ought not to eat. I'm not looking at nobody. I'm looking down at my notes. I said, the Bible says that if a man won't work, then he ought not to eat. But the problem is that we've stopped raising men and start babying boys. And boys, I discovered, like to be taken care of. Boys like to be catered to like Beyonce. 
boys don't desire responsibility. And the problem is we have silly women who like cute boys and then get upset and frustrated because they can't turn boys into men. Y'all ain't going to help me today. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be a silly woman. And look at some boy and say, don't you be a boy, but grow up to be a man. But what is noticeable as I keep reading this text is that there is a continuous demonstration of his ownership. Not only does the earth belong to him, but this text is tailored to teach us that everything in the earth belongs to him. David uses language that is both unmistakable and undeniable. David says not only does God own the earth and everything in it, but he expands God's ownership to include the world and all who live in it. And my brothers and sisters, that includes you and me. Somebody say he owns it all. C.S. Lewis, one of the intellectual giants of the 20th century, said every faculty you have, your power of thinking or moving your limbs from moment to moment is given to you by God. Job in chapter number 12, verse number 10 said, in his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Yes, my brothers and sisters, it is both comforting and troubling to know that I belong to God. And living with this belief that I belong to God means that I then am answerable to God. It means that I am now accountable to God for every decision and action. But it also gives me hope when I'm down, peace when I'm perplexed, and reassurance when I need a gentle reminder. I belong to God teaches me that there are no victims in God, only victors. My brothers and sisters, how can I, yes, be a victim if God is ruling my life? Living with this knowledge, Tammy gives me hope, peace, and assurance. I know that there have been episodes in your life that you may not have been able to resolve. You may have never, you may never get your parents to accept you, never get your lover to love you, never get your siblings to support you, never get your employer to appreciate you. But as long as you got God in your life, amazing things can happen because you belong to God. Can I bless somebody in here today? God can take a nobody and make them a somebody. I said God can take a nobody and make them a somebody. God can take a little girl out of, yes, college station and put them on the biggest stage. Because God specializes in taking nobodies and making them into somebodies. God can do it, I tell you. God can do it because there is a difference between ability and availability. Oh, y'all didn't hear me that. I said there's a difference between ability and availability. There are people who have great ability, but they're unavailable. There are people who have no ability that are available. And, but the difference maker is God. God can take a person who is available and willing and equip them with ability. 
I said God can take a nobody who is willing and available and turn them into somebody no matter how tough the challenge may be because God specializes in showcasing his ableness. God can turn you into a showcase of his grace and his glory. God can do it because we are heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm built for this. Created for this. Purpose for this. You don't feel me, Larry. I, we were built for this. We were created to succeed. Purpose to prosper. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's. But you will be amazed at the number of people who have sabotaged their own blessings. And I come by to tell somebody that everything is not the devil's fault. I wish I had some help here. I said everything is not the devil's fault. Everything is not a life happens moment. Everything is not because somebody did you wrong. Sometimes my blessings are blocked because of self-sabotage. I messed up. I mismanaged. I was manipulative. I was mediocre. I was melodramatic. I was messy. I misbehaved. I was misguided. Y'all not going to say amen. I was misunderstood. I misunderstood the assignment. It was me who sabotaged what God wanted to do in my life. It was me who blocked my blessings. But my brothers and sisters, I got some bad news and I've got some good news. Nothing is changed if nothing changes. Oh, I got to say it again because that went over somebody's head. I said, nothing is changed if nothing changes. I got to say it one more time. I said, nothing is changed if nothing changes. Yes, God is the master of everything and God is the master of everyone and God is the master establisher. But I got to leave you now and may the Lord bless you real good. But David gives us a prescription to tap into the ableness of God. David in verse number three asks the question, who can tap into the ableness of God? And the answer comes running back in verse number four. In verse four, David says, we can reverse the block blessings. We can cancel self-sabotage. We can tap into the ableness of God if we come to God with clean hands and a pure heart. It's in the text. It's in the text. You see, now we, we know something. We know something right now about the importance of clean hands having journeyed through a worldwide pandemic for three years. I didn't know people were so nasty. You had to tell people to wash their hands. Everywhere we went, there were signs saying, wash your hands. We, 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 we were encouraged to wash our hands. Teachers told students, wash your hands. Politicians told constituents, wash your hands. Parents told children, wash your hands. Everywhere we went, there were sanitation stations, all for the purpose of having clean hands. Because clean hands was required to stop the spread of germs. Are y'all in here? Come here for a moment, put on your spiritual ears and hear what the spirit is saying to the church. If clean hands are required in the physical fight 
for during warfare? What about the importance of clean living to combat spiritual warfare? Oh, if we desire to tap into the ableness of the God who owns everything, including our very bodies, it is necessary to take good care of our heart and our hands. Take care of our hands and take care of our heart. Clean your hands and your heart with the word of God. If we are to live by the book, we can receive the blessings in the book. <laughs> oh, y'all missed that. I said if we live by the book, we can receive the blessings in the book. David says in verse number five, Miss, Eliz uh, Miss Elizabeth, they, they, they will receive the blessings from the Lord and vindication from God, their father. Did you see that? It's verse number five. They, 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 somebody holiday. They will receive the blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Who is the day in the text? I submit that the day in the text are those who come to God with clean hands and a pure heart. Those who trust God and no one else. When we come to God with clean hands and a pure heart, you will discover who God really is. And I come to encourage some boy, some girl, some mother, or some father that you will see God with a different perspective. You will experience God in a way that you've never encountered him before. David says God will be elevated in your life. David says that here it is, the king of glory will come in. Somebody looking and listening might be asking the question, who is the king of glory? Well, the text tells us that he is the Lord, strong and mighty. He is the Lord mighty in battle. My brothers and sisters, if you come to God with clean hands and a pure heart, you will discover the unsearchable riches of an able God. You will begin to see that God is able. That God will become so able until everywhere you turn. You will begin to see the ableness of God. Theologically and practically, you will discover God's ableness is everywhere. You will discover that he is unchangeable, that he is unsearchable, that he is incomparable, that he is unfathomable, that he is immeasurable, that he is, yes, remarkable, that he is inescapable, that he can give you joy, yes, unspeakable joy. And his ableness never ends because he's so able until he can even enable you and me. He can stabilize you, make you acceptable and capable because there is nothing he's unable to do and undo because he is an able God. I got to leave you now. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Why? Because he founded it upon the sea and established it on the waters. And if you know that he's able, why don't you lift your voice and say, my God is able. Able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Able to do above what we're even able to ask or think. That's why every Sunday at the conclusion of the service, I say now unto him who is able to do whatever he desires to do. Because he's an able God. I said, anybody know he's able? 
able to lift you up when you're down, able to comfort you when you're in sorrow, able to put money in your pocket, able to put gas in your tank, able to forgive you of all of your sins. I want to know, is there anybody who knows that he is an able God, able to make a difference in your life, able to make a difference in your children's life, able to make a difference in our city? He's able to turn this whole church around. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You are to let it sink in because he is able. And so when you find yourself feeling low, you ought to say to yourself, the, uh, the earth is the Lord's. When you find yourself and you look at your bank account and it looks a uh, little squirrely, you ought to tell your bank account, the earth is the Lord's. When your children start acting funny, you ought to look at your children and wave your finger at them and say, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He brought you into the world. <laughs> he can also take you out and make another one that looks just like you because the earth is the Lord's. Can I get a witness here? You ought to high five somebody and tell them that our God is and able and able God. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message by Pastor Hubbard and the staff of Life on the Ship. For more information about our church, go to connectingfellowship.org. We are Connecting Fellowship connecting people to Christ, church, and community. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you.